So, so that's, you know, the, the primary goal is for everybody to want to be engaged and motivated and participate. Right. Um, but to help do that, you know, we've come up with a number of different ways to do that in racing formats and points formats and things like that. So the goal is for each person that shows up Sunday, I, especially if they're part of a team that we've picked for that series is to feel like they are participating in contributing to their team in a way that makes a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of impact. So that's from the A plus riders who show up and just crush everybody to the guys who are, you know, the back of the, what would normally be a C Zwift racer. Um, we really try to find kind of formats and point structures and the way we put things together to make everybody's ride count for points for their team. So kind of everybody's got something to ride and fight for. From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and listen, I realize it's finally spring. I realize the gravel season just had a super strong and exciting start with Mid-South Gravel a couple weeks ago. And I realize there are plenty of upcoming races we could talk about right now, but I don't really care. I want to talk about Zwift. On this episode, Brad Hostetler, the brains behind the Dirty Mitten Racing League, joins the podcast to talk about one of the most interesting racing leagues I've ever heard of and luckily been a little bit of a part of. Um... What started as a way to ride and race with his buddies during the pandemic, the Dirty Mitten Racing League now has grown to dozens of participants and features um, super interesting stages like time trials, Omnium-inspired stages, forced bike rules depending on your Zwift rating, and elimination races. It's... No secret, I'm a fan of indoor training and especially Zwift, and if you are not, I get it. But I encourage you to give this conversation a listen regardless, because ultimately it's not about Zwift, it's about a few people trying to find creative and fun ways to motivate themselves and others, and the community that can form around that. So maybe next week we'll talk about gravel, maybe not. But for now, the Dirty Mitten Racing League with Brad Hostetler. Now we're live. All right, Trevor. Thanks, man. <laughs> I was thinking, um, I'm glad we got Zoom to work, but maybe we should have just done this completely on Discord. So on people Discord. <laughs> So people yeah. get a real flavor of what it's like to <laughs> be doing the, you know, with the sub, yeah. subpar audio and <laughs> right, right, yeah. That's how we did. Uh, that's how we did several of the <clears throat> team drafts when the captains would sit around just on the Discord. Uh, is it like a Friday night and everyone's having a beer at their house or something, and you're and you're picking picking uh, athletes or whatever or team members? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much everybody's got the spreadsheet open in one window, and then we're on Discord in the other window. And usually, it's Al McWilliams is like half frozen most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, um, I don't promise that that might not happen right now. Like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's sure. It seems like it. I don't know. The internet always seems to go haywire, especially when we're trying to do uh, video and everything. But if that happens, we'll we'll push through and figure it all out. But uh, right on. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I, I feel like maybe I'm in a uh, a small group of people that is still excited to 
talk about Zwift, especially, <laughs> right. especially it is the first day of spring right now. So yeah, uh, right. I don't know of many people that are talking about Zwift, but um, I actually, I just got reached out. Uh, someone reached out from the, um, I'm on one of the ZRL, the Zwift Racing League teams. Yeah. Um, and someone reached out and was like, hey, are you going to gonna ride tomorrow? I'm like, uh, sure. Like maybe I will if they, if they need me, do you, are you a part of the, uh, Swift racing league? Have you ever done anything like that? Uh, yeah, I've done, I did several seasons of that, including the first one when they first started it, there wasn't even actually, uh, uh I think there was just like a 7 PM Eastern time. And then there was a 10 PM and 7 PM was never going to work for me or maybe it was six 30. So Carl Copenhagen and I rode, like the very first ZRL on the 10 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, oh my god! Window. It was <laughs> it was fun. It was fun for like two weeks, and that was it. But yeah, I was I was I've done ZRL several several seasons. And just kind of it. My schedule at work changed, so the Tuesdays don't work for me anymore. Yeah, the, and I find that the 7:30 or the seven o'clock ish time slot. Um, in the winter, that's a killer. It feels like it's 1030 already, but right by yeah. that time. Yeah. Um, and now like it is nuts how many time slots there are. There's, yeah. uh, I mean, you can, you can ride with, you know, people in, you know, it'll be afternoon for them in like the UK and you can ride on a team or yeah. something. It's just so nuts how, how many teams there are. I mean, nuts in a great way. I mean, there's so many options for, for racing and, and then to see everyone, you know, doing the same courses and the same, I, I don't know. It's such a cool thing. Um, yeah. Uh, man, I like, it's, and this is, uh, I'm jumping all over the place. I like your hat. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Keeping uh, the sponsor correct, I guess. <laughs> Cody, uh, Cody Sovis and their Colo uh, had this up in the store for a while. So I've got a couple of them. Yeah. So the hat says dirty. It's the Dirty, Dirty Mitten logo. Racing League, yeah, exactly. Dirty Mitten Racing League, yeah. It's it's very, very nice. Well, cool, Brad. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. And, you know, we're I mean, just talking about ZRL or Zwift Racing League, uh, the the racing league that you help put on or organize, um, I know there's a, are there are a couple people involved in it besides yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like you're kind of like the, the, the motor behind it or the you're doing a lot of the legwork, at least, at least the last couple of years that I've been involved in it. Yeah, I definitely kind of have, I was, um, kind of the one that started it all. And, uh, for better or worse, cause of my personality, I like for, I like for, to do things myself to make sure they get done mostly the right way. Um, but no, my buddy and neighbor here in Traverse city, Carl Copenhaver was kind of one of the original guys that helped me start it too. And just kind of for, ideas and organization and getting people on board. And then, um, Cody Sovis, I don't know if you know Cody yep. personally or not. Yeah. So he's, once he kind of got interested and involved, he had a lot of connections in the cycling community locally and kind of across the state that kind of allowed it to expand a little bit more than to where we are now. So they do a lot of the, a lot of work behind the scenes too, to kind of keep ideas fresh, keep everybody on board and, and keep the pages turning. And I think to kind of introduce it or the league or whatever, I mean, we're talking, we, we were talking about Zwift Racing League, which is like right. a, a, a international worldwide racing league on Zwift that probably has thousands of teams. And um, in contrast, uh, the Dirty Mitten Racing League <laughs> is uh, a group of, I don't know how many members right now. I mean, actually, it's a pretty good amount of of people involved, but um, it's kind of located around the Michigan area, and I I think it's like it's the local version of what the Zwift Racing League could be or is. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to say it. That was that's kind of been always our vision of what it should be is just keep it a little bit more local flavor to specifically Michigan. I mean, it started, it's heavily Northern Michigan, uh, at least to start with. Um, then a couple of kind of, uh, honorary members from, from other States as needed. But yeah, that was kind of the idea was what Zwift racing league is doing on a pretty grand scale internationally. Um, just get a little more personal feel to it. Um, with a little more 
kind of crowdsourcing and uh, uh, individual attention from us. Yeah. Um, so to take me back then. I mean, you're talking about you and Carl Copenhaver talking about starting this all and getting other people involved. Um, take me back to then. What year was it? How long has this been around? And when you um, originally launched it, how many um, Zwift racers were involved in it? Yeah. So uh, it really kind of like a lot of things that are currently very valuable and, and uh, you know, well attended in the public. It kind of came out of the pandemic. So we had had a, you know, we have a really good cycling scene up here from about April until, you know, Iceman. And then like everybody is like vanishing into their caves, like to hibernate for the winter, either on, <laughs> you know, their individual trainers or in classes or whatever. And then once Zwift came along, it kind of opened that up a little bit, but, but it was really kind of during the, um, kind of March of the pandemic, um, we wanted to try to get away for the guys of us that would normally start riding outside together to ride together. So this was right around the time Zwift opened up kind of, you could do meetups so you could invite people to meet you up on a course. And so that's really how it started. And there were, I think maybe 10 or 12 of us that very first time. And it was just, you know, we rode for a while and then decided to race to the end of the course and, um, kind of grew from there with the ideas of, uh, you know, how we could make it work into some racing format. I mean, it helped that Zwift timed out, you know, getting racing results through the meetups. And then I got connected with, I had been connected with the dirt kind of group in on Zwift dads inside riding trainers kind of from the very beginning. Um, but we were able to kind of get on their coattails and use a lot of the organizational tools within Zwift itself to start setting up real events that had, you know, real results and a real race kind of start and feel to it. But it started out like 10 or 12 of us seriously in a, in a meetup during the pandemic. Um, we did that for March, April, and May. And then we were kind of outside some more Then that following winter. Uh, so the winter of 2020, uh, Cody Sovis had gotten interested in, kind of connected a lot more people with us kind of through the Strava club, uh, and discord and kind of grew from there. And, uh, fortunately Zwift has kind of made more tools available as we've gone along and we've made more connections with people that can help us get the racing that we, that we want to have for the, for the group that we've got. Yeah. And like, do you know how many members you have now? I'm, I know it like fluctuates between yeah. schedules, but, uh, I mean, it's, I, it's gotta be, I don't, I don't know. Tell me. I mean, is so, there, yeah, is there so, 100, over 100? Yeah, the, I think the Strava Club currently has like, uh, I think maybe 210 the last time I looked. Okay. Um, and obviously those are a lot of people who are, you know, Zwift curious or Mitten curious or whatever. So they haven't all showed up to race. But um, I think at some point we pulled together some spreadsheets. We'd had well over 100 different people had raced as part of the Dirty Mitten kind of racing series at some point. Yeah. And then, you know, there's probably, you know, there's a, like anything, there's going to be a pretty core group that's always there all the time, kind of fluctuates around that same thing with the discord group. And, um, so I've been real, real fortunate and happy with the the type of people that have shown up there. They're just, you know, everybody wants to have fun, have a fair race and have a beer later that night. Yeah. I mean, there is, cause I kind of pop in and out. I'm not, I would not even, uh, look at myself as, as someone that's there often, um, I kind of just, when timing permits or when it's the Zwift season, quote unquote, right. I'll, I'll, I'll try to pop in when I can. And, um, it's always the same, same dudes that are there, you know, <laughs> and just, yeah. you know, you, you see the same names and the same guys just crushing it uh, every weekend. Um, so, uh, as cool as starting a racing league is, I don't think that in itself is that exciting. And the reason that I, that I get excited when um, I think about the Dirty Mitten Racing League is the creativity behind it um, and, okay. how, and how much um, a racing league is cool and getting people involved is cool. And I think that community, that's something else we can talk about, but the, you know, it's like a, that uh, 
kind of uh, virtual community that has been built in that is is pretty special. And the the Discord chats are hilarious. I mean, they just you can't even keep yeah. up with them. I, I <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, so there's that side of the thing. But then there's just the pure creativity of the racing, and and I think we need to highlight that and contrast that to uh, 99.9% of the rest of virtual racing, which includes Zwift. Um, yeah. So like if, if I will do a, uh, a race on the Zwift racing league, or if not even on a league, if I would just sign in and decide to race, um, most of the races are categorized by your um, your Zwift category. So like how many watts per kilogram you can hold. And Zwift knows that because you've ridden Zwift before and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and then they're usually just courses and it's a start to finish kind of race. There might be sprint points, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of creativity. I mean, that's, that's basically it unless, I mean, there, there's probably some other racing going on, but, uh, the majority of it, would you not say that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, 90% for sure out there in Zwift is just going to be stock, you know, blast out of the gate, right to the finish and hope that everybody signed up for the right category. When you think about the racing experiences that you, that are coming out of your brain (laughs) that you're kind of creating, (laughs) um, what are you, what are you shooting for? Um, it's because it's it it's not that it's something different. Right. So so like right. what are you what are you trying to accomplish with a uh, Sunday morning uh, month long racing series for your friends in Michigan? <laughs> so so that's you know the the primary goal is for everybody to want to be engaged and motivated and participate, right? Um, but to help do that. You know, we've come up with a number of different ways to do that in racing formats and points formats and things like that. So the goal is for each person that shows up Sunday, especially if they're part of a team that we've picked for that series, is to feel like they are participating in contributing to their team in a way that makes a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of impact. So that's from the A plus riders who show up and just crush everybody to the guys who are, you know, the back of the, what would normally be a C Zwift racer. Um, we really try to find kind of formats and point structures and the way we put things together to make everybody's ride count for points for their team. So kind of everybody's got something to ride and fight for. Cause I mean, yeah, if I show up in a regular, you know, Zwift B category race, especially if I don't have a team and I'm out the back in that last, you know, 10% of riders, like kind of like, what am I riding for? But we're trying to make an experience where everybody's contributing to, you know, keep you motivated through the whole race so that you contribute to your team and then kind of see how that works out for everybody across the board. Yeah. And, and let me just like to clarify, um, like a team that I would ride on on the Dirty Mitten Racing League would be a mixture of, of, uh, of levels, I guess, of, yes. of the, the, the A pluses that are. Yeah, like you said, they're just going to crush everyone, and then uh, uh, going all the way down to to sea riders, um, and they all participate together. And I like how you said contribute. Like every single rider on every single level has a different way of contributing to the point structure that you have created. Um, and you're right. racing against right. all of these all of these different levels together. You're not just put in a pen of your own. Um, a uh, riders or B riders or C, you know, it's, it's, you're kind of mixing them up. Talk to me about how you're doing, how are some creative ways that you are making, making everyone contribute or helping everyone contribute? So one of the ways we did it is this, this season we started using the Zwift racing or Zwift ranking app kind of number value that they're assigning to everybody, which has been a pretty good way to really tell where a rider is. Um, so we then kind of artificially split the pens where people are supposed to sign up based on that Zwift ranking. So you're going to be racing guys that are hopefully similar to your, um, to your abilities. Um, and then so like the C pen 
as they finish their race and score against each other in the finish and then different segments, uh, their points are worth just as much as the top A racers to be contributing to their team. So trying to set that, uh, set that equally for both pens and each kind of level of rider. And then with everybody riding together, so even though you're coming out of the A or the C pen, all the riders are together, that allows kind of the, you know, the weaker riders like me out of the A pen. One of my jobs was to help the stronger C riders in, cause we're all in the same race together. Right. So we can kind of have some team tactics, um, and just get everybody working together, feeling like they're contributing to the ride of their, of their teammate and contributing to the team overall. And so that, that also, um, is we were able to set that up by creating a different point structure kind of for each race, which some people kind of like, and most people really like. <laughs> and then what about the, uh, like the forced bike choice? Yeah. yeah. And, now, and we're getting, I mean, and we're talking about Zwift. We're already into the weeds, but now we're getting like really into the weeds about <laughs> right. bike choices and courses in Zwift. So it's like you either have like a climbing bike because it's a very climby course or there's some cobbles or uh, dirt. So you want like a mountain bike or something or it's a really smooth thing. So if you have a mountain bike, that's uh, to a disadvantage. So tell <laughs> tell everyone how like you're creatively coming up with bike choices to have people racing against each other and like kind of evening the playing field a little bit. Yeah. So that was, that was actually a great idea by, I think Chris Osberg, that was his idea. So a lot of these ideas come from the members who are like, Hey, let's try this to see if we can make <laughs> things more interesting or, or more even. Um, so we did, we've had a, a handful of races, a, a handful of stages now during the races where, based on your ranking, you will be forced onto a different bike. So the strongest riders will be forced onto the Zwift mountain bike, which has the highest rolling resistance in the game. <laughs> so they've got to work a lot harder to go the same speed as the C riders who are on the Zwift road bikes uh, on the same course. Um, so it was really amazing how well that leveled the field. So there were three different forced bikes, the mountain bike, the gravel bike, and the road bike. And so depending on your categorization, you were forced onto that bike when you started the race. Um, and I don't think we've ever had so many kind of big bunch sprint finishes or groups <laughs> stay together throughout, uh, throughout races during those races. So in that case, you know, you can have a sea rider on a road bike actually win the entire race. And so they're in that stage contributing the most points to their team, uh, even though their stronger a rider, you know, was finished farther back than they did. So it kind of, kind of even the field for some of those stages. Yeah. I, I've participated in a couple of those races and they're, a blast. Yeah. they're so much yeah. fun <laughs> and it's, yeah. Cause it truly is like, it's just a huge mixture of a, a bunch of different people in there. And then, um, another one of my favorite elements of say a month long racing, uh, uh, season, I guess, or, or, um, is the there's usually a week of the Omnium and will you kind yeah. of explain the, just what, what the heck that is? So this was, I think this was an idea that Carl and I came up with over a couple of beers, <laughs> uh, probably a couple of years ago. And I think the first one we did, we set up with a bunch of meetups and it was kind of a disaster. So the traditional Omnium on the track consists of whatever it is, like three separate types of events or three disciplines that then get added together to give the rider their score. Um, so we've kind of took a variation on that every season or every actually every actually, actually every tour. And so there'll be one day where there are three or four different events <clears throat> that uh, every rider participates in. And they've ranged everywhere from just a really short individual time trial that everybody does to most recently we did this elimination bracket yeah <laughs> which uh at least based on the survey from this season that was the most popular popular one but we've done like blind matchmaking where your captain like signs up their five riders for this course and they don't know who they're going to be racing so the points will shake out however they do um we've done team time trials where or we've done two-man team pursuits uh where there's just two riders against two riders in each event um I'm trying to think what else, but we constantly trying to come up with, uh, with new ideas. We did the, uh, we did a, a Madison where we did, we were in crit city, which is a really short course. And you just raced for like 20 minutes and you got points based on the number of laps you completed. So 
Yeah, I I'm just trying to. That's that's what's the 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 fun of it is. I don't know. Like a typical Zwift race may last uh, half an hour to an hour, or half an hour forty minutes, something like that. Um, and on these Omnium days, uh, it's like three races back to back, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. They're all like dynamic and different styles of races you could have like you said like a, a crit city where it's just like fast and everyone all out and then just a stage that a stage that's <laughs> like five miles of just straight climbing yeah <laughs> and, yeah uh, and even when you said the elimination one and i i want you to explain that a little bit more too but even within the elimination there were different types of courses and different types of racing and different um, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like, you know, you go all out for, it's, it's always under 20 minutes because I always want yeah. that. I always want to see that 20 minute power <laughs> 20, number right. and it's always under 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I think, I think we learned that the first time we did it, like there, there were a bunch of dudes that like upgraded after that. Cause they would do like, cause we had let, we had set them like just a little over 20 minutes. So just their flat out 20 minute power. Uh, and like Zwift or Zwift Power upgraded them after that one event. And yeah. they're like, oh no, let's keep them under 20 minutes now. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's so, it is bizarre. It's like, yeah, you're all out for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then you, you kind of spin for seven minutes for, until the, the next one starts. And then you're, you're at it again. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's something else. Um, talk about the elimination. Say, uh, I'll try to, maybe I'll, um, include that picture somehow of what the eliminate the sketch <laughs> like on the back of a napkin that you yeah <laughs> you, you've like seen the other stuff we put out that's like the most rudimentary uh graphic <laughs> i think i've ever made uh so yeah the elimination so for again anybody that's not on zwift but maybe has done other racing platforms you know some other racing platforms have a an elimination excuse me, an elimination uh, format that you can choose within their, within their game, like RGT. Zwift does not have that currently. And even though they ran that in the world championships this year, everybody thinks they were just kind of dropping people off behind the scenes out of the mainframe or something. So we wanted to try something like that. And basically we set it up as four, I think it was four, or was it three, four consecutive, was it four? Okay. I was actually out of town that week, so I only watched it. (laughs) I fan viewed the race. Uh, so it was four consecutive events uh, scheduled about each 20 minutes apart. Each one was going to last about anywhere from 12 to 13 minutes. And each one was on a different course. So it would kind of select different riders each time. Um, and they, everybody started with, you know, like 35 people started in one pen, top half uh, that finished. They uh, registered for the next race in the A pen, bottom half registered in the B pen, kind of split each way from there so you ended up with four races in the last round uh, like the top four guys and then some dudes in the middle and the bottom four guys and um kind of variable points based on each of those pens at the end and and each pen at the end i mean i i think each you know first place in each of those pens still gave gave the team a lot of points right yeah was it yeah equals? was it equal it at was the a- end no, it was equal. It wasn't equal because we still wanted, you know, like the top four dudes that got through. It was yeah. kind of one of those days where they were going to score the most points, but the people that finished at the end didn't score as little points as they would have, you know, in a traditional race. So there was still a lot to fight for there. Sure, I was trying to figure out if some people uh, kind of played it easy early, so they were put in like a lower pen, and then they could just dominate. <laughs> in yeah, I. I saw I saw some comments about that in uh, some of the Discord chat about like, well, if you stand bag the first race, then you can kind of save your legs and work your way back to the top pin after that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's whole that's the that's the part of the game is trying to figure out how you're gonna how you're gonna race and have fun. Uh, yeah, and I think that's that is what is I mean, like the creativity of it just gets me excited, and it's just completely different than um, I mean, there's a time and place for just uh, a normal um you know suffer fest that you just you just go on a, onto a race and just smash for as long as you possibly can and and hurt but then the uh i don't know it's it's like it's definitely bringing the fun element into it um and hopefully like getting the most people um 
participating and enjoying it as well. Um, you, yeah. you, you corrected me. Um, cause I was calling it, uh, uh, uh like a season, but it's not a season. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a tour. And, and I, and I know that because, uh, Speaking of creativity, there's always a a very creative theme for each tour, like the a tour of something or a tour of yeah. of, of this or that. Like <laughs> we, the the one that just went on right now was uh, <laughs> uh, the Dope AF tour, and it yeah, and it was a uh, I'd like to say like a the opposite of an homage to the doping era of cycling. So each right. <laughs> Each team had, what is it like a? It was team, uh, like what 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 were the four teams or three teams? I think uh, there only were. It was so this was a little before like I was really deeply into cycling. So like a lot of the things I got great ideas from uh, some of the collaborators that are around like uh, Al McWilliams and Cody and uh, Dan Yankus and uh, Colin Snyder. So they came up with the teams that were like the most notorious dopers, like in <laughs> cycling's history. So those were the four that we choose, which was, uh, I guess, Mape, uh, oh, yeah. Mercado yeah. Uno, and um, I'm already forgetting the uh, blanket telecom. Yeah, okay. I think those are the only three. We only had enough for uh, three teams that time. Yeah, I just, but yeah, we. I've always wondered, and so I we kind of keep coming up with with interesting themes for each tour, and I guess that just gives everybody like a little kind of rallying point or almost like a mascot for everybody to kind of rally around for those four weeks that were that we've got teams divided out but uh yeah that was uh the dope af i think that was uh actually steve harris we we posted something up and he's like oh that is dope af and we were like well that's the perfect name for a tour <laughs> so that's what it was that's funny uh yeah and there's i don't know like uh western theme tours and uh I'm trying to think of what it was earlier this uh yeah this season we did the we did the need for speed which was like a top gun oh yeah top gun fight, yep fighter jet and uh we tr we experimented with one that was really short right around the holidays called the roasted chestnuts tour where it was just all like christmas christmas themed um so we had like the bumpus hounds was a team and uh the griswolds and uh i already forget the other team but that one we did just a, we did like a time trial during the week and then two back to back stages on Saturday and Sunday and that was that was a lot of fun too for a bit was there. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, and you you mentioned about when you first started this and how you had some connections with the dirt riders or the dirt team, I guess the dads inside riding trainers. Um, I'm always blown away by like what I assume is a ton of work on the back end for you or some, whoever's like put like keeping the points all together and crunching the numbers and everything. And hopefully, I don't know if it's a system where it just kind of works itself out, but I'm, but I'm also assuming there's a lot of back end work. Like the, the fact that there are actual events now and it's going into Zwift power and all of that kind of um, all those points, keeping and power number keeping whatever uh uh yeah talk a little bit about the back end work of this and what that all involves yeah well i can i mean it's definitely gotten easier than it was at the beginning because there was not a like i i think i said in one of the earlier uh comments was i mean zwift has kind of really advanced the way that they've made things you usable for their end user they've got a long way to go but it's certainly been a lot easier than it was at the beginning at the beginning we were i was cutting cut and pasting you know the result page out of Zwift power into a spreadsheet and trying to change the format of the numbers and it was oh. it wasn't fun but it was the <laughs> it, but it was the pandemic so i was i had I had a lot more time on my hands for several months um but it's gradually you know it's i've kind of kept getting to these doors of things that we needed to make it a little more easy on me to get the results done or make it more, you know, enticing or exciting for the writers. And, um, I've kind of been surprised that each time we've just been able to walk right through the door, like getting things into Zwift power and now getting our own events that are kind of linked directly to Zwift headquarters in a lot of way. Cause we have an inside person there now. Um, so the backend work is now a lot more just trying to come up with, the best courses and the best uh kind of formats 
and the best schedule and calendar um, and kind of then getting all that back out to the, getting all the results back out to everybody. Um, so that it's, it's a lot more just creative work now than the actual kind of crunching numbers. Uh, a lot of it still comes straight out as with power and it can get exported out to Excel sheets. And we post some of just the Zwift power results straight up and, um, it's, uh, but it's still enough where if I've got my laptop open at any time in my house, my wife now asks me if, is that for your real work or your fake work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She's I like, hate, you should. That's, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing you say this and first off, like this wouldn't, this league doesn't exist without someone like you putting in all this work and it is a ton of work. I mean, I, it, it and just kind of me racing on the periphery of it a little bit, I, I can see how much work you put into it. Yeah. Um, and so it's like a part of this conversation I want is to one, just because it's fun and I want to talk about it. But yeah. two, like I kind of want to encourage people that say that if they're not in Michigan, if they're somewhere else and they want to do something like this and they have a bunch of like in real life riders, friends that, you know, they take a break in the winter while like create a league like this. But then also it's like, well, shit, it's like, seems like a lot of work on like, <laughs> how do you start something like this? I mean, how do you even, um, I mean, so yes, it takes someone with, uh, a little bit of the know-how on the back end, and then just, I guess, uh, enough passion to, to just keep it, <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah. Well, and I think to be able to ask the, be able to be connected with, fortunately the right people to ask the right questions to like Jason Stern, the founder of dirt. Like I asked him that first winter after we had gotten through the pandemic, Hey, can I get some specific events that are like private just for our dirty mitten group? He's like, sure, here you go. Tell me what you need. Um, and so it's kind of been that way all along being fortunate to run into the right people too, like a lot of things in life, but it's also, you know, I don't have a lot of other hobbies. So, <laughs> so this, this takes my time when the weather's bad and probably keeps me mostly sane in the, you know, in the, in the seasonal affective disorder season. Well, and it, and it certainly, I feel like helps out others like myself. I mean, it gives people something to look forward to. Um, you know, that normally on weekends when you'd go out and do a long ride on the nice weather, now you can look forward to a, yeah, a, a stupid race <laughs> with, <laughs> with, and I mean that in the nicest way. Like, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, oh man, I thought I had a couple other questions, but uh, um, oh, I oh, one thing I wanted to, just to clarify is if anyone doesn't know what Zwift Power is, they probably haven't listened this long into this conversation, but. <laughs> <laughs> But Zwift Power is like a, it used to be a third party website, but now I think Zwift controls it, but it kind of just takes all your data from when you race on Zwift, puts it into this, you're, you're basically like your athlete profile onto Zwift Power. And then you can, you can see where you, um, I don't know, line up against other people or yeah. against yourself. And, um, I, it's, it, I guess it's like kind of the result website of a lot of this racing. Um, yeah, it is. So it's like kind of the result and the archives of everything that you've done and the people around you have done. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a, I'm despite everything I do, I'm really not a computer or, 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 or mathematician kind of person, but it seems like an extraordinarily powerful tool that's probably still underutilized a little bit by Zwift. And that's some of the, some of the hope for the future that that becomes a much more kind of robust system, even beyond what it is now. It's it gets a little confusing, I will say, because you have yeah. um, Zwift Power is is fine, but you have all of these different places to pull results from or pull like I mean, just this is relatively new. I think was that other Zwift ranking system, yeah, and I, that was the first I've seen of it this this year, and that was kind of its own thing, and. And I'm not sure. I mean, I know it's connected to how much you r race and, and everything, but but then that is apart from Zwift Power, which is odd to me. And and then if you do any of the Zwift Racing League, well, there's a whole other thing of results on, on a different website over there. And it's like, well, why can't we have... Or like, you know, your Zwift Companion app will show you a 
you know, the results in that too. It's like, why can't we just have something in one central location? But, um, yeah, whatever. It's, it's just me yeah. complaining a little bit, but that's no, it's, that's the, that's the bane of kind of, especially all Zwift organizers is trying to find the best place to get the most accurate kind of results and data. So yeah, that's, that's all accurate. Do you, um, obsess about your own, like indoor riding system, like your trainer and, and your setup? Are you pretty obsessive about that? I mean, you kind of seem like a little bit of an OCD guy. I mean, just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true uh, or not, but you're certain, kind, you seem things. like a detailed person. So maybe detailed nope. is a better way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. Detailed is good. Yeah. Detailed is, is good. Yeah. No, that helps in my uh, profession and doing this for sure. Um, I do like my stuff to work right in, uh, in my, in my Zwift setup. So I'm pretty lucky. I, I, got a pretty smooth setup now i've got a kicker bike and an apple tv and a giant projector that projects it like life size onto a wall that's like <laughs> five four feet in front of me i love it it's fantastic yeah, that's awesome uh, the one thing i don't like about that i love apple tv i feel like it's so smooth like i never have any connectivity issues or mm-hmm. um but the bike change is a real bear man yes. it's like almost <laughs> impossible i actually i think one of the it was during the uh need for speed tour i i hooked up my laptop to race on so i could just do the key the, the key <laughs> so i had a keyboard so i could do the bike change but i still messed it up anyways <laughs> yeah now that's that you're right that's exactly the downside that's why you got to pick like whatever there's there's like one setup where you can do like a canyon road bike and a canyon mountain bike like side by side and that's that's the only thing that works on on uh on Apple TV because they're right at the top of the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you find that, um, like, are you connected with more people in the state now? Like maybe other dudes that you probably maybe heard of their name or maybe not even have known them. I mean, I, I didn't know who you were or we, I've never met you before, but now we're like connected through this, this, are you, are you noticing that? And like when you're at an, an ice man or something, you're seeing more people that you recognize or you're more, more connections. Yeah, for sure. That's been one of the, I mean, I think whether it was consciously or not, that was part of what really drove this during the pandemic was just feeling suddenly like you still need to be connected with the people you wanted to be connected with. Um, and it kind of grew out from there. So yes, there's a, a, a much larger network of people that I know their names, I know their faces. We, I run into them at Iceman or Mud, Sweat and Beers, or, um, you know, they're coming up to Traverse City for, you know, the weekend and they'll connect with me or somebody else from the dirty mitten who they may have never, you know, even met in person before. And so it's giving everybody kind of that outlet to have a lot more social connection, you know, that kind of continues to build in the off season that maybe you only used to get on group rides on the weekends or at races. Yeah. I, and I think I like that, like it builds during the off season and the, the amount of conversations that are going on in the discord chat or chats, um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of them have nothing to do with Zwift whatsoever. It's talking about meeting up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's people all over different parts of the state. So they're talking about, Hey, let's meet up at Yankee Springs or let's meet up at, um, like Pato or something and, and, and ride or, you know, or, or they're talking about different races during the season in real life races and all that. So it definitely is. It's cool to see that, um, community build i hesitate to ask this but um is there like a sweet spot of people participating and you know i mean you want yeah you want a lot of people and it kind of ebbs and flows between the t- the time of the season and um you know you, i i i can't see i i feel like it would be hard for one person to handle 500 people that want to be a part of this or even if all 200 and some of of the of the people that signed up for the strava club like decided to be a part of one of the (laughs) tours uh i would imagine that would be very difficult yeah that's a good question uh i haven't really thought about that i would you know i think from the just the setup and the data standpoint like i don't know that there's a big difference between 30 people riding and 200 people riding as far as like who's gonna be disappointed with their results or like how something went down or thought something wasn't cool or fair or whatever 
obviously that'll be a lot more likely the the bigger the group gets the group that's kind of mostly involved now i would say it's probably you know 30 to 65 people maybe just as kind of the regular attenders um what's really cool is that like it's like six degrees of kevin bacon like, like everybody knows somebody or each other so it kind of keeps everybody you know not that there would be anything you know untoward but keeps everybody honest everybody kind of knows everybody in real life so you know that guy's not going to go out you know anybody that knows me knows that if i show up in a ride and i put out you know 4.5 watts per kilogram for the entire ride that's not me so <laughs> and so and i'll be the first one to call myself out but kind of having a lot of that accountability i think helps and you i think you're right you, that gets diluted probably that bigger that that gets um the last race we did the uh, uh dirty mitten civil war we had like 71 riders oh, yeah. and that was that was a pretty nice number to have because it was a it was great racing i think everybody had a pretty good time the racing was just you know it was fun and there were groups everywhere so probably right in there is about the sweet spot kind of kind of 60 to maybe 80 i would say yeah nice oh yeah talk about that because i i raced in that um that was a cool idea because it's just a one-off it was after all these um, all the, all the tours of the, of the season. And then, um, there was just a one-off one, one race on a Sunday and you called it civil war. And how did you separate the teams then? Yeah. So that was, uh, again, like most of the unique ideas we've had came from somebody who just had an idea that was Jesse Brennan's idea. He's like, Hey, we should just, uh, race the South and see most of the guy I think uh, the way Cody wrote it in the recap was basically he drew a line straight down I-75 if it went all the way to the border, it was east and west from there. So um, that was kind of the division. All you had to do was show up and tag your name with what uh, region you were in, and we got results from that. And it, it seemed like there was a little bit of chatter beforehand and people trying to get maybe uh, more involved in the race than um, would normally be. And it the commitment level was, was less because it's only a one-off. But, right. uh, but I think... I mean, I remember looking and literally like where, where you drove, uh, drew that line. Um, I, I was right. I think my house was in the green line. <laughs> I'm like, it was like 127. I'm in East Lansing, but I just happened to be on the West side and I'm like, oh man, the West side, like there's so many. So like, I'm like, who's, who's riding on the West, you know, who's going to be here. And then I'm looking, I'm like, oh, maybe we should get uh, get in contact with this guy and have him Zwift or have this guy Zwift. And I, I feel like that was going on in each sector. That, so there was North, that, East and West. That was, that was it. Right? Yeah. The three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of, uh, like heavy recruitment going on, especially kind of in the middle of the week there for maybe guys that don't normally race or have rarely done Zwift. And yeah, when Mike Rowe drew that line, I think he, he, it, if you zoom in, it's like drawn like right through the middle of Jackson. So yep. just, didn't quite zoom out quite as well. <laughs> uh, no, it was fun. It was, it was a good time. And, um, and I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, I think I, my hope for that event was, especially because there was so much outreach and, um, pretty, you know, pretty big handful of people that had never raced with us before. Just hoping that they like, you know, find that that was fun, entertaining and something they want to come back for next winter. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, cool. I, like I said, I was excited to talk about this. I wanted to just thank you for the amount of work you, you put in because it really helps myself and so many people get through the winter and get us to um, the outdoor season. Um, so thank you for that. I look forward to next season. And thanks for chatting about Zwift. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> uh, I can't believe we're still chatting about Zwift this <laughs> March 21st or yeah. whatever it is, 20th, but 21st. 20 i don't even know what it it is the 20th okay 20 um, yeah <laughs> but uh yeah brad this was this is great and again yeah thank you so much for for all the work you you put into it you're you're like uh, a, a humble servant of of the well, dirty men racing league <laughs> yes yeah that's uh if you take one thing away hopefully that's it yeah dude it's my my pleasure like i said i i enjoy it it helps keep me sane um and i'm i'm so happy to see the enjoyment that it gets other people so uh just makes them all a lot faster coming out of the winter than they used to be, which is 
problematic coming into the spring sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's my one complaint, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I see some of these names that I, I'm like, oh, they're in my age group and all this, and yeah, they're, they're riding pretty strong right now in February. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole bunch of people that, like, didn't used to ride in the winter at all, and I used to be in much better, uh, much better position coming out of the winter than they were. Now it's even... <laughs> Well, that's all right. It's fun. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. I appreciate Trevor. Thanks for the, thanks for the chat. So when does, uh, when does the next season start? Um, so we, we typically go from, um, we usually give a, we usually do two or three weeks after Iceman kind of depending on how the weekends and holidays fall. So very, very late, uh, November, early December. And then we race through basically this time, kind of early to mid March. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Well, yeah, man, super creative. I, I really dig what you do and it's, I don't know. It's just fun. It's, it's so cool. Um, so thank you. I'll, I'm awesome. gonna, I don't know how many people are going to care about this. I mean, probably the people that race swift and, and <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. you know, but it's, it's, you know, whenever people talk about podcasts or like just just uh have conversations that you're interested in so yeah right so screw it i wanted to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) awesome well hey man i appreciate the the invitation and uh and thinking of me yeah man it was fun thanks appreciate it all right cheers the dirty chain podcast is a michigan mid-pack media production in partnership with kom cycling the source for your bike accessories and necessities Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. A huge thank you to Brad Hostetler for joining me on this podcast. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.